<laughs> no, we got it. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. We are thrilled to have you here among us. The Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members helping facilitate worship ministry in the local church. My name is David, and I'm here with Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hello. I'm, uh, you know, honestly, if I were to be perfectly honest, I am, I'm tired. Honesty is a good thing. I'm kind of stressed out. It's been a very long day. Uh, just to give you a frame of reference here, folks, I was supposed to meet David at two o'clock to record this podcast. It is now four oh eight. Uh, I'm like two hours late because just a crazy day. It's just crazy, you it's know. One of those ministry days. It's one of those. I I said to you when I first came in, you know, I need to I need to try just just one day, just try. To not turn on my computer. See if I can make it a whole day without... Because it's that darn computer that just... It's the bane of my existence. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how addicted we are to computers? Gosh. Like, how did we ever do ministry without a computer? (laughs) It's hard. It's like, I need it, but I hate it. Because the second I turn on my computer, I know my email. Suddenly I have a million things. Fires to put out. All this stuff going on. And... Yeah, it's just it, it's just annoying and frustrating when uh, when something that should only take a couple minutes ends up taking an hour because uh, I'm having to write back and I'm having to research and you know and then on top of that vacation Bible school is going on this week vacation Bible school. VBS it's a lot of fun but it kind of puts even more stress on me I, I'm I'm helping out doing sound doing some of those other things and so here i am trying to trying to run everything trying to make it all happen and it uh yeah it it just it kind of cuts into my day a little bit and then i have the five thousand emails to go through five thousand yeah approximately that's impressive it's approximate i'll admit (laughs) uh so and on top of that i i I preached this last sunday at at our church did Uh, you bring the heat (laughs) <laughs> I brought it, baby. No, it was it was good. It was pulpit pounding, Bible thumping, yeah, preaching. Yeah, it, it was crazy. I said, "You're all going to hell." Uh, no, I did nothing of the sort. <laughs> but it was it was just stressful because I'm not a preacher necessarily. Like I can do it, but I, I don't think it's something I'm necessarily super good at. It's certainly not anything I'm super comfortable with. I'm so much more comfortable behind a piano, you know. Get me behind a piano, and and I can I, I can play all day. I can lead the music, uh, but give me like a give me a sermon topic or a scripture passage. And it's like oh man, it takes me. You know, I spent all week. I spent all week last week just going through everything and working on it. And by the end of the week, I was just exhausted. You know, Sunday Sunday was over, and then I had this big like two and a half hour meeting after church was over. And that's a whole nother story. We'll actually probably get into that. Uh, but maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe not. Don't you find it a little bit refreshing though, to have a complete change of pace for a week? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. Definitely. Because, um, I, I actually contacted Brian Cheney. You remember Brian. Brian. We should get Brian in. We should. We, okay. So we got to get Miriam Gibby in. We got to get Brian Cheney. Who else should we get? 
We gotta get John Ross on. John here. Ross. Yeah. Brian's actually going to the church where John Ross is he? leads worship, the Pearl Church downtown Portland. We should get them both in here together. We should. That'd we be should. a crazy time. That actually would be really fun. Uh, so, so Brian Cheney, I actually gave him a call and said, "Hey, do you want to lead worship at our church?" Because Brian actually, for about an eight-month period was the interim worship pastor about six and a half years ago. Right before I got there. Right before you were there, small world. <laughs> Here we are, full circle. So uh, so I gave Brian a call, and he's like, totally. Uh, and then his second thing was, has it really been six and a half years since I was at Laurelwood? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has, my friend. Wow. Can you believe that? Six That's and crazy. A half, yeah, six and a half years. So he came back first time in six and a half years, and it was kind of a reunion. It was a Brian Cheney celebration, but it was great because I was able to, I was able to give him all the stuff and say, "Hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what I'm preaching on. We're having communion this Sunday," and he took care of all of it. It was really refreshing. So he planned the whole service. Yep. And you just preached. He planned the whole thing. I, I kind of gave him a template. I gave him like a, a base structure to follow for you know communion and everything um but he he did the songs he took care of all all the things that i would kind of normally be planning and doing so that was actually really nice for me and then i was able to just sit down and plan my message i spoke uh on nehemiah chapter 12 which good old nehemiah which i was actually really excited about because when's the last time you heard a message from the book of nehemiah uh Never? I don't don't know if I have. Maybe I have at some point in my life. Yeah, I I probably have. Somewhere during the course of my... But it's such a good book. Why don't we hear more of it? Right. I think it's because it's scary. You know, it's like buried. It's buried, you know, there in the... Uh, in the historical documents, you know, right after the Chronicles and right before Esther and Job and, you know, between like the uh, the wisdom literature and these historians. And, and I think people shy away from it. Or could it be, you know, we don't have as much faith as Nehemiah had. <laughs> we don't have as much vision as Nehemiah <laughs> and had. And we're so convicted. <laughs> we cannot even get No, we don't even it. want to preach on it. So anyway, I preached from Nehemiah chapter 12. Cool. It was, it was, it was really cool. Uh, but... I, I'm thinking I need to come up with a new word, though. I say cool a lot. Cool. Like I need to come up with a replacement word. Righteous. <laughs> Invasion. Of truth. <laughs> that was really dorky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can just pretend that didn't happen. I love Carmen. <laughs> oh. I really don't. But It's your fault that that's in my head. Okay, hey. Because when I told you that was the first concert I went to, that's what you brought up, and now it's in my head. And I can't get rid of it. So. I had completely wiped that song out of my memory uh, until you brought it up. We need a righteous invasion of truth. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's really funny. I, uh... I I preached and it was it was nice change of pace it was different though and it took me a lot of work you it, know it I, is a lot of work it gives you respect for oh totally for what senior pastor does every week well and the thing is Pastor Mike at, at our church Laurelwood he he just makes it so natural like yeah. very you know hardly ever uses his notes I realize how almost addicted I am to my notes it's like you know I I would walk away from the pulpit for a little bit and after about like. 15 seconds, I walk right back to the pulpit is like my little safety zone. But you know that if you did it, you know, 52 times in a row, True. You, would, you would develop just like he has. And yeah. He would, if he, if he led worship 52 weeks in a row, 
He's he, developed he worshiping probably, skills. And, which actually yeah. funny, I told I told him, um, I, I actually kind of uh, jokingly referred to it right before my message. Uh, you know, I said how Pastor Mike was on vacation. You know, he was taking Fourth of July weekend off. He went backpacking with his son, Brandon, at a Three Fingers Jack, which is by Roseburg, or sorry, uh, Redmond, Roseburg? No, it's not Roseburg. It's, where is it? Sisters, thank you, Sisters, Oregon. I sorry, I got my I got my Oregon geography all messed up. So it, it, he went backpacking. He took time off, and he had me preach. I'm kind of like the number two, which I, I don't even really want to be the number two necessarily, but I am by default. By default, you know, I'm the associate pastor, uh, and then pastor of worship and arts. So um, anyway, he he has me preach when he's gone, and I thought, you know. To only be fair, next time I'm on vacation, I should have Mike lead worship <laughs> because it'd probably be the same thing. You know, Mike plays a little guitar. He, he knows a few chords and he sings. He has a pretty decent voice, actually. But it would take him all week to practice like six songs just to get good enough to be ready for Sunday morning. And on he, that note, something very cool happened to me. Yeah. The last two weeks, we've been doing one prayer. I don't know if you heard of one prayer. No. It's a it's a big multi church kind of uh, campaign. It's like you know, forty days of purpose, right? It's kind of like that, except not. Um, except <laughs> there's, not. There's you know, the, there there's nothing that goes along with. There is stuff that goes along with it if you want, but we didn't really take much of the stuff along with it. But one of the cool things is a bunch of pastors recorded, videotaped their messages that they were giving at their churches and then they put them up on a website and then the churches involved could go and and look through all the 65 messages and decide which ones you want to use. Wow. So, it's a four week we're doing it four weeks. This coming week is the last week. So, Bob is preaching the first week and the last week and then we have done two video messages in the middle. Mm. And so, since Bob wasn't preaching, he didn't have to be, you know, he wasn't preoccupied during the service so he could do something else. Well, he played on the worship team he played acoustic does he play guitar he plays guitar no kidding so he played acoustic for the last two weeks that's so how cool, cool is that to have your senior pastor on your worship band that's very cool uh, pastor mike did that once uh during christmas time he actually sang on the worship team and then he did a special song very cool uh, he, he did that casting crowns um a little town of bethlehem so nice. it, yeah it's, it's cool to get your senior pastor involved i totally yeah with your worship team. i totally agree and i think you know because that was kind of that was kind of Pastor Mike's deal. Like, hey, you know, let let's get our associate pastors preaching more. You know, Kevin, you're kind of the number two guy. Go ahead and preach, even though you're not like even though even though you never went to school for it or <laughs> you know, I went to school for music. I didn't go to I didn't go to school for homiletics or whatever. Um, so I, I think in all in all fairness, uh, it would be really cool to to have Mike doing that, and I think he could do it. And I think that's. You know, I'm not trying to be malicious here. I would just, I would just love for him to lead worship, just to, just to do it, see how it's like. Yeah, back in the day, Bob used to lead worship here. Apparently, no kidding. I never experienced it. Wait, so I've he heard. led worship and he preached? Yep. Back in the day. Back in the day, and then, but, and then you came along. Well, Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy came yeah, along. Jeremy Ross came along. <laughs> well, and there were other people at that time. I think who were leading worship, you know, once in a while or something. I don't think he led every week, but. Got it. Yeah. So anyway, that's that was my weekend, and 
that's a little bit of why I'm kind of stressed out and tired, and there's a lot of stuff going on today. So, anyway, I'm here though. I'm sorry I'm late though. I like two hours late. Hey, we're going. We're we're doing it. We're we're recording. Which brings us to a new segment. Yes. Um, there's going to be some theme music here, so we're going to pause for the theme music. Boom. So there's the theme music. What do you think? It was great. Good. <laughs> you didn't actually hear it. I didn't hear anything. Um, so I want to start doing just a quick review of, of what we did on the weekend. You don't have much to review because you did the sermon. But how did Brian do? How did it go? It was it was great. Uh, you know, Brian, like I say, he, he put together the whole thing, which was really nice and refreshing for me. Uh, it was cool because we, we took communion and kind of one of the things I, I told Brian was, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to do everything just up front. You know, I want to do all the communion, all the music, um, up front without any announcements, without any, any welcoming, without any of that stuff. So, so we, we kind of structured it where there was like an opening song. Um, he, he started us off just on, on a hymn, all creatures of forgotten King and then he he uh, did a couple more songs that actually transitioned us into into the the communion, which was great. Because I love Brian because I told him when I'm preaching on Nehemiah 12, the idea of inspiring worship, and he took that concept and was able to great get just great songs. You know, your love, O Lord, uh, third day, um, come thou fount of every blessing, another great hymn. Mm-hmm. So so we did that. We got to communion. We. You know, we're going through the elements, the the bread and the cup, um, you know, just classic communion songs, um, you know, Amazing Love, You Are My King, et cetera, et cetera. And then he, uh, when we were all done with that, we kind of, we, we took a few more, a few more moments and had this really great reflection time where we almost, in a way, responded in music to kind of everything we experienced, uh, singing that uh, old Steve McEwen song, Great is the Lord. You know, Lord, we mm-hmm. want to lift your name on high. Lord, we, we want to thank you for the work you've done in our lives. And Powerful so song. it is, it, it's mm-hmm. a really, it's a really kind of majestic, inspirational song. We did that. And then it, it was cool because it, instead of having like a bunch of, you know, programming and announcements and blah, 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 you know, we were then able to have just that really cool extended time of worship. And then from there, a few announcements, and I went right into my message. And it was great because it, it was it was that it was that neat flow where where everything that we sang led up to what I was talking about with inspiring worship. So we get there and it's like boom, Nehemiah twelve. It just it just made sense. And so I really appreciated Brian doing that and working with me on it. I think it went pretty well. Cool. Well, what we did, uh, we were talking about God make us urgent, urgent, you know, make us to to do the the mission of the church urgently, not just lackadaisically. Urgency. Urgency, yeah. So um, it was pastor, his name is Micah Davidson from Real Life Fellowship in Texas. So um, we, we started, I kind of, you know, I went with kind of evangelism, outreach, um, we need God's grace kind of a theme. So we started off with You Are Good, Lincoln Brewster version of that song, mm. and we went right into I Am Free. John Egan. Yeah. That's so, great. So two kind of power songs right at the beginning. Then we had a couple of announcements. 
um, talked about the parking lot party, and then we and actually I only led two of the. Wait, wait! You have a party in the parking lot? Not on. We didn't. Not this weekend. But there's one coming up. That's cool. What kind of party? Like a party. Can, in the parking lot. Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Come check it out. Saturday, August 9th. Woo! <laughs> Gateway Community Church. Yay. <laughs> All are welcome. Free food. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Anyway, um, so, and actually, I only led two of the songs. I had two other vocalists lead the other songs this weekend. So, uh, Trevor led I Am Free, and then after that, we did All Who Are Thirsty, and Danielle led that, and then we went into Mighty to Save. Yeah. And even, you know, uh, we did All Who Are Thirsty in the key of D, and Mighty to Save is in the key of A. Mm-hmm. But we had a nice kind of cool transition. We had an electric guitar player, which is great. So I just I was able to sustain the D at the end of All Who Are Thirsty. And he could do that little lick. Da, 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 yeah. And so, and it just kind of made, even though it was a different key, the lick didn't necessarily clash with the old key. Right, because if you're in the key of A, it starts on the four chord, the D. So yeah. when he started, do, 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 do. Everyone so, needs compassion. Yeah, good. So that was good, and then we closed with "My Savior, My God," and Bob kind of. You you mean like the Aaron Shoes song? Yep. My Savior lives. My Savior. Wow. Yep. You guys do that at your church? We do. That's really cool. We do a couple Aaron Shoes songs. You know, I've always thought that song was like a radio song. I've never even thought of doing it as like a con. How how do how does your congregation react to it? They really do, like it. Do they sing along? And they do. They well, they sing. They sing really strongly on the verses. Okay, like I mean, they're belting it out because the chorus, you know, is very wordy. You know, it's wordy and it's high, and it's also like confusing. It's like, wait, he lives? No, he loves. No, he's always there for me. <laughs> wait, no, my God, he is. No, I no, my God, he was. I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, they really like it. And I think I think uh, I guess a lot of people here listen to the fish ah, 4.1. The, the, the local yeah, yeah, the local Christian radio station. And so um so I think because they've heard it a lot on the radio, yep. it's like, "Oh, hey, I, I I hear that song during the week." Right. Well, it's it's just like that third day song, "Your Love, O oh Lord." Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been on the radio for for years and so it, it just People know it, you know, they hear it, yeah. And it's we also do Give It All Away by Aaron Shoes, that's the other song we do. With oh, that's cool, pretty cool song, yeah. So, anyway, that was our weekend. Um, I kind of did a review on my blog, so and it's it's on Worship Ministry Catalyst, so you can check that out. But I, I know we had a like a power band this weekend, lots of great musicians, great singers. That's always nice. And so, but we only had an hour to practice, so we just all we had time to do was to do the songs. We didn't we didn't have any time to work transitions, and so wow, I realized that we hadn't worked transitions about halfway through the first song <laughs> <You're> <laughs> in like, the worship service on Saturday night. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what, how do I get to the next song? What are we going to do? And then I realized, okay, so the guitarist has to start it. So then Saturday night was kind of awkward because in between each transition, I had to stop and look and give the head nod. Now. Yeah, instead of just, you know, them going right into it like right. we So... So that was kind of awkward, but uh, every it was still great. And my wife said that uh, that it was one of the better times since it, since we've been at this church. So wow! In spite of my that's lack huge. of comfort, that's huge. With what we did, she she said people were singing, people were engaged, and so that's really so cool. It ended up working out pretty good. 
That's it was a great, great weekend. It, it always feels good. It just when you have a full band. Totally. When you're you know you plan to have a full band doesn't always come together. Well, when it comes together, it's especially good. when you're doing power songs, you're like mighty to save and yeah. and my savior, my God, and I mean the you know I am free. The, these are huge songs. And and having just a rock and band really helps. I mean, even even what Scott was talking about uh, in, in our last episode, mm-hmm. you know, about about his whole, or I guess it would be two episodes ago, yeah. um, where where he was talking about his worship team and his worship team philosophy, and and having, you know, having a really uh, they they really value music and having that be one of their t- big target values to the point where, you know, he's he's gonna just. He's gonna just be looking at what kind of musicians can we have that are gonna take us to the next level. Yeah. So that's the weekend. We uh, we are uh, we have ten minutes left. Ten minutes. So we got to get into our topic for the day. Wow. I have a feeling this is gonna be one that we come back to though. Yeah, this might be a two parter, huh? Well, not necessarily two parter, but some point down the road, I think we're gonna come back to worship service evaluation. Yeah. Because I'm always learning about it. Right. So so, so while you start out. Before we hit record, David and I were were talking about uh, you know some of the worship evaluation going on at my church currently. We're actually going through a big uh, kind of overhaul at the church. We're going through this natural church development. It is I actually had the book here written by Christian Schwartz and Christoph Schlock. That's a weird name. Yeah, uh, I never realized. <laughs> never, never realized Christoph. what a weird. Yeah, so he must be German. So <laughs> anyway, natural church development uh, looks at seven areas. I'm which, sorry, I just had all these kind of German thoughts. German. I'm German, so you know. I had Are you these, really? Yeah. Heinz, fine. Lindner's German. I didn't know that. But I just had all these German thoughts of like someone coming to your church and like cha- <laughs> you know instituting change in like a German way. They're like, you need to change, <laughs> right? Just like, in yeah, that was a horrible German accent. <laughs> that, I don't even know what that was. That was pathetic. Yeah, let's not do that again. Okay, sorry. So, natural church development looks at kind of seven different areas within your church, and uh, you know, one of the things that that looks at is inspiring worship service. So, you know, we're, we're kind of, I'm on the, the team that's evaluating where our church is at in terms of uh, our church health and, and taking our church to the next level in, in growth, um, in not, not necessarily numeric growth, but in spiritual growth and relational growth, just being a healthier church. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that all churches need to do. Mm-hmm. And I applaud Laurel Wood and the elders for, for taking a look at this. At the same time, though, it's been a lot of work. Part of, part of my morning was spent you know, with all the emails. And all I'm trying to say is that we actually are, are looking at inspiring worship as one of our big topics. Um, so you know, we, we're talking about doing more worship team evaluations, but at the moment I haven't done a whole lot of those. So all I was going to say is David, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do here at Gateway? What we do, we meet every week on Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, wait, who's we? We would be the worship service planning team, I think is what we call it. So you actually have a worship, like preparation team or worship yeah, plan team? Yeah, four of us. It's myself and Bob, senior pastor, and then Bill, the associate pastor, and then Lee, the children's pastor. And he's also on, he's one of our drummers. And so he's kind of, he No way, yeah. your, your children's guy is your drummer? Yeah. That is so cool. That's very cool. There, One of the things that's really cool is there, there seems to be, and I'm finding more of it, lots of overlap 
and the ministries and helping each other out. So a real kind of team spirit about everything we do. It's not, it's not, you know, one person off in one corner doing their own thing and somebody else on the other thing. There's, there's, there's tending to be more and more working amongst each other and helping each other out. So that's cool. But so we have this team and we get together and the first thing we do in this, in the meeting at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning is we evaluate the previous weekend and and we've kind of just what we what we had been doing recently is just kind of talking about what worked what didn't work but i actually came up with a uh, a worship service evaluation sheet oh, you, that oh. we're going to start using that's cool can i get a copy of that yeah and so um is it like a checklist or is it just rating 1 through 5 it's a 1 to 5 um and there are a whole bunch of questions i won't read all of them but you know was people's attention captured immediately 1 to 5 how engaged in worship were people, one to five? Uh, these are all one to five questions. Were people focused on the worship leader? You know, just some just some questions. We tried to come up with questions that would be measurable, that you could see. Right. And so, you know, people did, were... Did you come up with this, or did you find it? We all came up with it together. Cool. And so, um, did, the wor- did the worship leaders turn the focus to God, not onto themselves? Did the worship leaders appear prepared? Did we help people connect with God? Did the service flow smoothly? Uh, could an outsider follow along easily? Could an outsider follow along meaningfully? Was the big idea clear? Were all tech cues hit? How engaged were people during the sermon? Were distractions minimized? Were people given an opportunity for life change? And was the entire experience compelling? Hmm. So we have these questions. There's a couple other questions here. Uh, did we leave the service wanting more, feeling like we've had enough? Uh, was there a time in the service where there was a definite sense of God's presence and an opportunity for a deeper encounter with God presented to the congregation? Was there anything or element that just did not seem to belong or felt unnecessary? Were there any moments that could not have been embraced or understood by all, no matter what part of the journey they were on? Wow. So we just have some questions that we try to use. We try, we want, we don't want to just come in and say, well, this worked, this didn't work. And and my goal is to kind of have something that maybe I can put it in if I want to. I can put it into a spreadsheet and see kind of what we've done and how we're like, doing like actually, some of these. Actually track like the historical progress or whatever? Yeah. Oh, cool. And so, you know, we can see, well, you know, we, we've been or even see we've had a tendency at outsiders not following along easily. We've been ranking low in that. I'm not saying that we have, but just for example, right. we've, you know, say for the last eight weeks, we've been all circling ones in that area. Then that's a big sign. Hey, we really need to, we need to think about what we're doing here. Yeah, because it's it's something that is catching our attention, but we're not changing. So, so that's that's kind of how we do it. If and that always sparks other discussion. You know, we we always we usually take about a half an hour to do these the worship service evaluation, and a lot of times we end up just having to cut the evaluation off and get on with our our future planning. So, wow. So that's what we do, and. We, you know, it's 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 an evolving, morphing process. Like I said, we just started. Well, they've been doing it before I got here, but before it was just talking about service. Now we're trying to actually get a little more intentional about that time. So, so now you're actually putting like quantifiable measures on on things. Those are, some of those questions are really deep. Uh, like even even a little, not not personal, but. Um, I mean, how does that make you feel as as the worship pastor here, full time paid worship pastor? You know, when you have some of the other guys, some of the other pastors ranking these things low, you know what? That's something I had to get over a long time ago. Yeah, 
first of all, you get over it when people are critical of you. So you, right. you kind of lose that pretty quickly. But I, you know, my desire isn't for me to feel good. My desire isn't for people to pat me on the back. My desire is I want the worship experience on a weekend to be as good as it can possibly be. And so I have to be willing to look back at myself and what I did the last weekend and evaluate what I did. And I also have to let people evaluate me and, and wow. how I did. And that's the only way I'm ever going to get better is, is if someone who cares about me and cares about the mission of this church comes alongside and says, hey, you know, this was great. You're doing a great job here, but, you know, you, you messed up this here. You need to work on this. You need to do that. You know, this was kind of weak or et cetera. And, and so, but people, you know, the four of us are all, we're all connected to the mission of the church. We're all passionate about, you know, reaching people here in Washougal and we want to further the, the kingdom here. And so when you have that in mind, it's hard to take it personally because it's not about me. It's not about what we're not about what I'm doing. It's not yeah. about what the band is doing. It's not about anybody here is doing. It's about trying to take the gospel to this community and, and leading people in worship and connecting with God. So there's. That that's a that's a really great perspective, and you know I I uh, I applaud you on that perspective, but also I think that's just really it's really cool to me that you you're able to kind of separate yourself from you know from the actual sur- survey where because that, that's something that's hard for me I think you know it's that it's that idea of okay I'm exposing myself to. You know, I'm at the mercy of these people who are jotting down numbers, and it's a very kind of intimidating thing. And m- maybe part of it is that people please are tendency to me, or maybe part of it is that I just I want to be perfect and I want everything to be perfect because you know there's kind of a higher expectation. Like, hey, you're you're a paid worship pastor. You know, you're you're the one who's working full time at the church and getting paid to do this. Like, it should be good. So. Well, and and part of this too is having the right people on this team. True. You know, we we have four people, and they're the right people, and we've talked about adding people, but we're going to be very careful about who we add because it has to be someone with the right mindset. If you get the wrong people on the team, it's going to be a miserable experience because it will be more agenda driven, and it's going to be more like you know, like we've talked about in other podcasts about with with politics and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not going to be about you know just trying to make the worship service better. So. I think that's important too, is, is having the right people at the table. But uh, that's kind of what we do. There's I, there's more that we can talk about about this, but oh. I think we're actually out of time. So we are. That that went by amazingly fast. That really did. I mean, I, I didn't even get to talk much about my <laughs> natural church development. All, all the woes I've been experiencing with this thing. So yeah, we'll have to come back to this topic later, and uh, I definitely want to get a copy of that. And maybe once we start. You know, maybe once we start implementing this whole survey thing uh, out, out of this whole natural church development stuff, uh, you know, maybe we can revisit it and I can say, hey, now we're doing this and it's working or it's not working. But, yeah, I really appreciate your comments on that. Thank you. I think the I think the um, I think the important thing is to have one. I think every every church, no matter how big or small, needs to be evaluating their worship services. Yeah. I think it's so important for improving our weekend experiences for our regular attenders, for the members of the body, and for the people who are coming in and, and seeking God. I think the the more we can do to improve those weekend gatherings, the better the entire church globally is going to be. That's good. That's a that's a good word for me because uh, honestly, it, it really kind of scares me and intimidates me when when we start going through this natural church development. And they started talking about inspiring worship and, hey, we need to evaluate it. 
Like that just really kind of like, I was like, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want someone to evaluate me. Uh, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be seen as a failure. But um, I love what you said, man. Just you have to get over that. You know, it's not about it's not about you. It's about what the church is doing and what you can accomplish. So anyway, again, thank you so much for saying that. That was really helpful for me personally. Well, you know, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> well, we're out of time. Yeah, we are. So uh, real quick, if you want to join in on this conversation, if you have stuff that you do to evaluate your services, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Any feedback is great. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com comment on this post on the podcast send us an email you can email kevin at kevin at worship ministry catalyst.com c-a-t-a-l-y-s-t.com <laughs> that's how you spell it <laughs> or david at worship ministry catalyst.com and we hope to hear from you soon stay in touch and uh, keep doing great worship amen god bless amen